Chris. Hi, Elle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm excited for this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So are we live now? So this is basically just putting together a recording and okay. then everything basically uploads to the cloud and then I upload it to the um, like the final document to uh, to set it up to put it live. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so where do you want to start? Anywhere specifically or? Um, yeah, let's. Uh, how did you find how do we find each other, Chris? Was it that was that was LinkedIn. Um, and yeah really cool story i mean as far as linkedin goes i would just like to shout out the fact that i think that we probably connected because of uh linkedin's organic reach and that's how a lot of people are connecting right now on linkedin which is really cool yeah um it's it's been it's been so cool honestly i started taking linkedin seriously i'd say like a year ago Okay. And I'm really happy that I did because it connected me with awesome people like you. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. You can also take a look at, you know, basically the resume of another person too, to see if there's connection, see if there's resonance so that, you know, if you want to invite somebody on your podcast or do some collaborating, you know, you've got some talking points right up front. So, right, right. It's so cool. And I was actually, uh, I was sharing with my family afterwards, our, um, our Zoom call about, uh-huh. uh, what was it, like a month and a half ago? Somewhere? Yeah, several weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, um, I was just, I was sharing with them and like the story behind it, we, we clicked, like it was just so like, it was like natural, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> Definitely, it, yeah. It was awesome. I'm so it was so happy, cool. yeah, I'm so happy that you reached out to do this because um, we can, you know, you touch a lot of people and you know, someone could hear what we do tonight and it could make a huge difference in their life. So that's all that I hope for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I last night I actually I'm not going to name any names because I just don't do that. But um, I had a breakthrough with a friend. Oh, who, wow. it, it was I, this doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's very rewarding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like we were talking and she was basically explaining to me of how, like, you know, she was having like an anxiety attack and it was because of like a specific reason and she says like on a day-to-day basis she goes through that kind of stuff uh very often unnecessarily and like she told me the reason and like it was basically like she was saying that um she was she was on a call with another business and you know how calls do like they're uh, recording your your voice it's being talked about for uh, quality purposes. Oh, right. And so she was concerned that they were going to, like, use that against her. Oh, and, interesting. And, and it makes sense, too. Like, I, I get that because, like, I've definitely held that fear. So I, I totally understand where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to me, like, you, you, don't, you don't just get... Chris, you get the analyzer who tries to get at the deeper reason why these things are going on. Right. And so, like, I, <laughs> I was basically like, 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 so she was like, you know, like, what if this happens? And I was like, okay, so what then? And I basically kept saying, so what then? Until I got down to, I helped her get down to like the root of like what was going on. 
and like like everything came together so fast she she realized that she had something that she had to work through uh she explored it with me first then she told her mother and then she told her ex-boyfriend and she realized that she needed to go to therapy wow very and i was just like wow well uh, i know it's when when you have knowledge uh i was out in the forest today for a walk and um with covid there's there was a bridge in this forest so a narrow bridge so i stayed to the side while these two young men passed over the bridge and um and then when they got to my side of the bridge you know we just exchanged pleasantries but then we ended up talking for a half an hour and i ended up coaching them on the spot <laughs> like i couldn't wow. help it it was so cool and they're like oh my god this is so cool and I'm like <laughs> it was, you know, I guess it's it's hard to not share. I'll be in a restaurant and I'll share with the waitress or server. I'll share with them right then. You know, I I just feel like that's me naturally, and like I've wondered if I should try to step out of that at any point. And I just feel like, I just feel like it's who I am, and it's how I carry myself. And I think it's better that yeah. way, honestly. Yeah, and not everyone will 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 want your help or even listen to it. But you know, maybe it'll ping twenty years from now. You have no idea. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's funny too because like I have people reaching out to me today who remembered what I said ten years ago, and they were like, "Dude, you were right." <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> it's so like, wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You just never know who you can help and how you can help them. So, um, so yeah, so I really am excited to share my method with you and your your followers, and um, so awesome! I'm so excited for this. Um, do you want to start off with your journey to becoming a coach? Um, sure. It uh, it really happened pretty organically. In some ways, I've been doing this work since I was 16, 17 years old, um, and in other ways, um, it it really didn't happen until 2010. So um, I'm a conductor, violinist, and symphony executive, and that was my first career. Um, and then in 2010, I wanted to create my own business. I didn't know what it was going to be, and I started out working, um, creating a financial business, financial um, financial consulting to um, nonprofit execs and then individuals with this really cool way that I do budgeting and accounting. And so I was putting modules together for like distance learning and an online course and all that. And um, I put a mentor in my life. And when I went to share with him what I was doing and kind of get his insights and his perspective, it was someone who was extremely well known in our state, someone who um, is in a completely different field than I am, um, and someone I really trusted would give me the straight scoop. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of took a plunge asking them to meet with me. And we're, I'm sharing what I'm doing. He gives me suggestions and near the end of the meeting, he goes, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've read your bio online and this is not what you should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I'm sure my face dropped, you know, if you could all see me right now, my face kind of drops just telling the story. <laughs> and uh, cause I'd been working so hard, you know, on this project and he goes, listen, I'm not telling you to shelve it. I'm just saying, stay open. Those were his words I couldn't forget, like, stay open. And two nights later, um, my husband and I have three sons, and um, the dining room table is kind of the middle of our home. So we're all sitting around it, shooting the breeze one night, 
And my middle son or my eldest son says to me, mother, you should coach our baseball team, their high school baseball team in your mental toughness tips. We could win states if you would do that. And I just started laughing like, oh, you want me in the dugout? (laughs) Who wants their mother in the dugout, right? And my middle son, I like look at him. They're both nodding their heads. They're like, yes, we actually want you in the dugout. (laughs) So, um, So I started to write. And, you know, I didn't really think of myself as a writer. Um, In fact, I kind of, my husband's a professional writer, so I guess I kind of always felt like I was insecure about that. But I just kept writing. He took the writing, tightened it up, and put some cool baseball graphics, and I had a little pamphlet by the end of the weekend. I called called the tough coach first, the guy that has the two in his mouth and his arms folded, you know. I thought, because if he doesn't like it, the boys will not respect me. (laughs) So I took the plan, I called him, he goes, come down to my office, nine o'clock on Monday, and I'll see what you got. So I go down there, I show him what I, I actually kind of demonstrate what I want to do with the boys. And he goes, wow, this has merit. You should work with the boys, take it to the head coach, but I'm all supportive for it. So I went to the head coach, it was 2010, he was a financial planner. He hired me on the spot to be his private coach and asked me to work with the boys. So I worked with those young men. Um, I took each baseball player, like right down on, we sat right down on the grass and I just kind of coached them for a half hour in these very simple mental toughness tools. I didn't have a name for my method. I didn't you know, have anything really codified yet, but I just shared these things. And one of the boys, his father was a major league umpire. And so I thought of all the boys that I'm working with here, he's going to probably be the one that will be the toughest to share this with like he's going to be the most skeptical was in my mind you know i've since learned as a coach to never prejudge (laughs) but in this particular case i had prejudged a little so i sit down on the grass with this kid i share what's up and we get to the end of it and i stand up and i I reach out to shake his hand he goes oh no way mrs and you get a hug for this this was amazing and it was kind of that that experience with him um, I started working with the professional um, financial planner and then uh, my department chair at the college where I've taught violin and viola for years, she found out what I was doing and literally pulled her checkbook out and said, how much is this? I need to start tomorrow. So that's how it all started. <laughs> I didn't have a name. Wow. I went back to my mentor and when I told him like what I was, what I was coming up with, he just got this huge smile on his face. And he was like nodding and, and he goes like, I don't exactly know what it is you're doing, but this is more like it. And then right in that meeting, a phone call came in that was some disturbing news for him. And I watched his face just fall and drop. And I literally coached him on the spot, like in that moment. And when I got done, he goes, oh, wow. He said, I get it now. <laughs> Can you just walk I mean, so I can stay this calm. <laughs> so I was on to something, obviously. Um, and I, my husband came up with the, the, the name for it by my full name is Pamela Starrett Ingalls, PSI, pounds per square inch. So we came up with pressure free. And the pressure free method, what I mean by that is no matter what pressures come your way, you can stay free of triggering the fight or flight stress response. And if you prevent stress hormones from coursing through your veins, you will think better, 
you will be mentally healthier and you will be physically healthier. And you can actually go into remission from pretty much any chronic disease. You can turn pretty much everything around. As one of my clients said, she was a client down in Hawaii. She goes, you've helped me change the trajectory of every area of my life with this. So it's a really fast acting, easy to learn method. Um, it, it, wow. It's crazy, but it's, it's, it's so, it's simple. And when I coach um, psychiatrists and therapists with it, you know, they're just like, they've, they don't know what I've dug into about fight or flight because I've come at it from a performance angle, very different from coming at it from a medical angle. And um, my son, my youngest son is a, ju- um, a, he's a junior at um, Columbia in New York and he's a psych major. So it's been fascinating to, he's been using this method since he was 10. And now he's starting to put research reports, research together at Columbia. And um, he'll keep asking me little subtle ways that we can basically start to think about the kind of research we might be doing together in the future. So, um, so it has a lot of impact for people. So whatever your, your issues are mentally or physically, whatever's holding you back, wherever you feel the tension in your life, um, that's where we can apply this method to start to free you up a little bit. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm like, I'm getting chills right now because this is like, this is wild. It is wild. Um, (laughs) I, I have I have a few friends that actually I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, chronic fatigue yeah, syndrome absolutely. by any chance, um, and it, it's it, I don't I don't want to feel like sorry for them or anything because I know that it's already challenging enough for them as right. it is. Um, like, how would that work for someone sure. like them for that kind of initiative? absolutely? So um, one of the things that that to 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 I guess what I'd like to do next for everyone listening is like. Um, give you some enlightenment about your body and fight or flight. So you probably have heard of fight or flight and you, and you've um, maybe done some reading on it. Maybe you had a psych course on it in high school or college. Um, And, and even in sixth grade health class, they talk about the fight or flight stress response. So here's, here's a little tidbit that most people don't know. Um, I call it the stress cycle. When you've triggered fight or flight for any reason, even just a slight annoyance, like, it's too hot out or too cold out or like a a burning smell, anything. Um, It takes your body as a male for you, Chris, it would take you up to nine hours before your cells are completely clear of the stress hormones, the two different floods. Nine hours is a very long time for your body, your cells to be dealing with all the side effects of these stress hormones. But that's what they're doing for up to nine hours. Talk about fatiguing at the level for a woman, for females, it's up to 24 hours. Oh my! So it's fascinating too. I've worked with some gender fluid clients and um, whatever they are biologically is, is really what's happening when it comes to stress. So there's a huge gender difference between um, with what happens with the fight or flight stress response. And it, that also explains a lot, it explains glass ceilings for women, because a lot of times, even women executives had said to me over the years that they have trouble trusting the emotional responses of some of their female um, coworkers that they want to promote. 
but because they seem to have a lack of emotional resilience, that's an issue. And that's because of the length of this stress response. So at least that's my belief. <laughs> that's, that's something I'd really like to do some hard research on. So, but you right. can even just take the, the easy example of a male and a female having an argument. And a few hours later, the male's usually pretty cool. And again, it's very individual, but the female's mad even the next day. And, you know, I had a young man, he was 22 and he goes, my girlfriend woke up with me on Saturday morning because I couldn't remember what we were arguing about the night before. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you know, and that this, this gender difference is huge, but not, it doesn't matter. Nine hours, 24 hours, it's still too long. And yes. so when someone has chronic fatigue, if we're looking at the cellular level, they probably also have some anxiety. It, just the, having the condition alone creates anxiety. And so they're constantly triggering these stress hormone releases. And they're probably never out of it. Most people aren't. Like, just look around you, you'll see it etched on their face. You'll see the worry lines in their forehead. You'll see the tightness in their jaw. You'll see this, the, the acne on their face or the eczema or the psoriasis, you know, it's, it's, you'll see it, it's visible. The stress is actually visible. And so, um, no, understanding that to, to me is huge. And here's another really key point. So pretty much everybody knows about adrenaline and now people are also talking a lot about cortisol. So there's a timing thing that goes down. The first big flood of hormones is adrenaline, catecholamines they're called. So adrenaline is, is got its purpose. It's going to fire you up so you can fight or run away. Okay. However, later when your brain says, okay, I, I'm okay now, no more attack. It's, I really got to get back to normal. Glucocorticoids go out, glucose and cortisol to fix the brain cells and your major muscles and extremities in your skin because you messed that all up with the adrenaline. So glucocorticoids go out, but they have a whole whole bunch of side effects, just like adrenaline has a whole bunch of side effects. I, it takes an hour for me to explain it all, but so just, just to give you one that I think is so important, especially for someone with chronic fatigue or anxiety issues, anxiety attacks, um, those glucocorticoids can cause sleeplessness, which will make you tired and fatigued. And they can also make you feel anxious for no reason. So I was working with a young woman yet once, she had been in chronic anxiety for two years. And when I told her that, it was like this big light bulb came on. And she's like, she actually said this, she goes, so I'm not really crazy? <laughs> because sometimes you'll just feel like anxious and you can't really pinpoint why, you know, like what is wrong with me? And it can right. become so chronic that you really start to feel like something is seriously wrong with you. It's your it's the biology of the stress response. So if we can stop the first flood, the adrenaline flood, the second flood doesn't go out. And that's what I do with the pressure-free method. I show you how to stop the first flood of hormones so that the second flood doesn't go out. Now you've significantly reduced your anxiety significantly and if you can gain a little toehold to me it's like this silver rope of hope goes out <laughs> and it's wow. like oh my gosh 
I didn't trigger because of that smell like I always do. And so now I'm going to have this little window of time where I'm not under the influence. I call it under the influence because it is a cocktail of hormones. And so you're, right. you're no longer under the influence of drugs that release inside your body. Oh, that's so interesting. That's, that is true freedom. Now your brain's going to work. And in fact, wow. you're going to start to tap into the true genius of your brain in ways you never even dreamed. Because now the whole thing is functioning. And your body is going to start to respond. It's, I can't even, I could go on and on about things my experience. <laughs> like, it's just phenomenal to, I mean, remission from a diseases they've had their whole adult life. Um, no more chronic anxiety. I just finished working with a young woman who, um, when she came to me, she had constant migraines. She was angry a lot. She would argue um, her pot. Her, her whole body was not in a healthy way. And when I asked her at the end of our work together this this other night, I said, so what's changed for you? And she goes, oh my gosh, I don't have migraines anymore. Like, I don't have them. And I can sit up straight. And I don't argue with people so much. And like, it was just like this <laughs> litany of all this great stuff happening for her now. And it's... um. It's really about understanding your body and your biology and starting to work with it in a way that's super healthy. So this sounds to me like it's working with triggers in a sense. Is that how it kind of goes yeah, about? Yeah, yep. Um, let me give you the method right up front here. So three simple steps. Okay, perfect. Three simple steps. And all of them are, are important. So the first step is identifying some targets. Let's get specific about what you want or what you don't want. <laughs> so for example, you're a friend with chronic anxiety. I don't want chronic anxiety anymore. Okay, how can you state that in, in a positive way? Like, I want to be full of energy in life. <laughs> so you take, if it's a don't want statement, see if you can flip it into an I want statement. So it's a desire, a goal, a dream, something that you want to aim for so it's a target and basically i help my clients just really sometimes my clients say i can't think of any right <laughs> it can be hard when you're in anxiety it can be hard when you're right. gripped depression and it can be hard at certain ages like chapters of people's lives those transition chapters like maybe especially with covid i've got a client just graduating high school like what the heck is going to happen you know? so, right, right. so transition times too. So identify a few targets. So when I ask you, like, what's a target for you? When I ask you that question. For me, a, um, oh, that's really, oh, I love this actually. Cause this is something I've been thinking about for the past uh, few weeks now. Um, maybe it's like, like light and mild, if that's even the right thing to say, but I, I find myself most productive when I don't think too much about doing things and just jump right into doing it as long as I know that it's good okay. for Okay. Okay. If yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So like it's it's kind of like transitioning. It's like it's like, all right, now I've finished with lunch. Let's not scroll social media. Let's sit down and write. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So is it kind of a letting go of distractions? Like Okay. Exactly. Cool. Um and so then the target is also super productivity. Yes. Beautiful. Absolutely. So um, so the next step, step two, is identifying triggers 
that could cause you to go into fight or flight. And before I, um, before we identify some triggers, with fight or flight, there's some other Fs in there too. <laughs> other F words, if you will. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you want to get aggressive. Maybe that's your modus operandi. Maybe you want to flee, run away, or avoid things. Or perhaps you freeze, like a deer in the headlights or a bunny. They freeze, like you can't see them, right? <laughs> so right. some people freeze or have that um, happen to them. They feel stuck and they feel tense. Um, there are two others that are interesting. One is fib. And fib is like making up a little white lie, a little, you know, um, so is the project done yet? Uh, no, it's almost done, but you haven't even started. <laughs> and, um, just kind of covering your tracks, you know, so, so secretly people don't know how, how unprepared you are kind of thing. And another one is right. fawn, like over flatter. So if you find yourself need if you're in need of attention if you're if you're afraid of loneliness you might over flatter that's like a a fight or flight deal where you're trying to get attention and love so um so those are the f's that go down and when we trigger fight or flight and all the, any of those f's we go into what i call the b behaviors some of us get bitchy and bossy <laughs> You might even bully someone and you might not even know you're doing it because we're not thinking very well in fight or flight. It's like when you say something and later you wish you, you could never said that. <laughs> right, right. Um, we can get blamey, finger pointy. You know, it's always oh, it's his fault. I haven't finished my degree or, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, feel burnt out or even broken. So I have some um, clients who will say to me, you know, I just feel like my brain is broken. It's just not working right. Um, so those are the B's. What we're aiming for with pressure-free are calm, collected, composed, confident, um, committed to action, just like you were saying with your target, um, to, to not be distracted, to have high productivity, like get really committed to your work. So those are the C's that we're and those are things that my clients say, this is what I feel now. I just feel confident. I feel like I can do this. Um, and those get into the D's. So the D's are doing. Whoever made a decision, you know, to come on and listen to this, you're, you're do, you took action. You're doing something. It takes a little determination to put this method into your life. And then it becomes a daily discipline. And the really big D, I think you and I talked about this, Chris, when we were together, is like this idea of deserving. You need oh, yes. to really deeply turn this little key deep in your heart that says, you know, I deserve to have a beautiful life. I really that is so true. So those are the Ds. The E's are energized, exhilarated, enlightened, and empowered. So... Wow. If we were doing, and we're going to go on camera sometime, I'm going to save the H's for the next time we go on camera, by the way. <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> and the G's too, I'll save those for later. But let's dive into triggers. So triggers are anything that cause you to go into fight or flight. So today, there, there, there are no saber-toothed tigers, okay? At least not in my neighborhood. <laughs> and I live near a forest, okay? <laughs> um, there is a big buck out there right now, but... <laughs> Um, so we're treating anything that makes us feel these A words, angry, anxious, annoyed, 
ashamed or afraid. So anytime you feel angry or annoyed about something, anytime we feel anxious or afraid, and then any shame, like you could feel ashamed of something you did in second grade. It doesn't matter when it happened, but it's just some little thing that's come up in you. And so those are the things that you need to be on the lookout for, starting right now. It's like, oh yeah, I see I'm starting to get a little anxious about this thing I have to do tomorrow. Perfect time to use the pressure-free method right there, right then. Otherwise, it'll be too late. Here's step three. Actually, do you have some triggers you can share, Chris? Uh, I, like for the example that yeah. I shared with you? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, like for me personally, I've been getting a lot better at this, which I'm happy about. Sometimes I kind of slip up but like, like I'll be finished with like a meal or something like that. I usually like going on social media or watching a YouTube video while okay. I eat. Um, so I, I try to do it only while I'm eating so that like I don't like kind of, I don't want to say like waste sure. time, but like outside of the meal. Like I'd rather, I'd rather have that be dedicated for that. And then it's like, all right, the next thing to do is we're going to write or we're going to start creating the outline for this uh-huh. video. And it could honestly be something as simple as a notification pops up on All the right. phone. And, and it's like this, uh, this whole, you know, it, it, it could be the potential of, all right, here's this video. And then this video is it. I swear. Okay, wait, hold on. There's another video. Like, <laughs> like I, <laughs> people, people easily get drawn into this stuff. And I think that this is a great example because in terms of productivity, a lot of people get sucked into right. this. And if they can, like, step away from that, that'd be super yeah, helpful. Yeah, my, my middle son and I were talking last night. He said, the phone is evil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really is. In a lot of ways, there's a lot. And so, yeah, the distractions that pull you. And then you can trigger fight or flight because now you're kind of beating yourself up that you just did that. So now you try right. to come to your project and you're not firing on all cylinders. So your productivity is lost a little bit. So that's, you know, it can be a distraction, can be an actual, a trigger that then triggers you feeling like, oh crap, I just did that. You know, any sort of negative talk going on in your head can be a trigger. Um, You can notice it through what you're saying in your mind and also what's happening in your body. If you feel tension in your jaw, in your your, uh, neck area, your throat, your abs, I even had an, a guy, I was in his office with him. He was curling his toes up in his dress shoes. That's where his tension was. So it's like when you feel yourself starting to go tight in any way, there's something working on you. That's the moment to use one of these tools that I'm going to teach you in a moment. You're going to be on the lookout. Um, I have like dozens and dozens of triggers because I get annoyed about a lot of things. <laughs> um, anyone, like we have a little toaster oven if anybody burns anything in there or like some cheese has fell down or something, you know? oh, geez, any, any sort of smell, um, you know, that, that makes me crazy. It, it just is so annoying to me that I trigger fight or flight, believe it or not. Wow. I used to have a live in a big old house and the door stuck the front door. Good days. I live in Michigan. It could be humid, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was even triggering before I got to my door annoyed about thinking that the door might stick because I got my violin and whatever else is in my hands. I'm going to have to put it all down in order to get the door open. 
So it can be silly little things like that. You want to be on the lookout. In fact, I was coaching a team, a business team this morning, and one of the associates said, you know, um, it's the small t triggers that are really the big ones for me, <laughs> you know, and then there's a, the big yeah. triggers, you know, something going on in a relationship or you've lost a job or COVID shut down your restaurant and you can't work anymore, you know, all these things. So there's the big ones, but you can practice with the little ones too. Because um, there, right. it doesn't matter which big or little, if you trigger fight or flight, your body's going into the the stress cycle so we need to break it so third step i use a lot of alliteration if you didn't notice <laughs> um tools <laughs> and the 10 second solution so from the moment you start to feel tension or any sort of trigger coming your way you have 10 seconds before the amygdala in your brain is going to tell those adrenal glands, your heart rate's going to rise up and your adrenal glands are going to release the cocktail of adrenaline hormones, okay, catecholamines. Well, 10 seconds is a pretty long time. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. I'm not going to go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's plenty of time for you to smile. Wow, it's yeah, plenty true. of time. Even even if anger is the thing, let's say someone has done something really horrendous to you, and you're you're angry about it. Is that worth messing up your body and mind for up to nine or twenty four hours? I don't so think true. so. I really don't think so. I don't think that's how we are supposed to live on this planet. Anyone right now who has election anxiety. There was never election anxiety ever until this decade. Okay? No one ever, yeah. ever talked about that, ever. People voted yeah. and moved on. <laughs> and nothing right. changed the next day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's really pretty interesting how not how how not emotionally resilient we currently are as a society. It's it's really amazing. And so and I'm not um I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm not saying that what you're feeling is not valid and not real, but I am saying I don't believe you should have to suffer like that. I don't believe you were meant to suffer like that. I believe that you you can figure this out with me. I'm here to help you. And we can figure this out together so that you don't suffer for things that you really shouldn't have to suffer about. So right. 10 seconds is plenty of time, as I said, to smile. I want to give your, you a few tools here. Um, how long are we going to, Chris? I just want to make sure I value time here. So, uh, so I we have like at least an hour. Slot, oh, great. Right? Beautiful. So we can go okay. longer if you want. Anything's we've fine. Got plenty, good. <laughs> we've got plenty of good things to share then. Okay, awesome. so, um, so you've got your target. You know what you're aiming for. You see the trigger come. And you're like, oh, I see that. You've got 10 seconds now. Ask yourself, because you'll come up with your own tools. What can I do in this 10 second interval to stop the stress response? Just asking the question. And when I have my clients ask a question, here's the trick to it, Chris. Don't try to answer it. Ask a how to or a, or a what can I, a what can I or how can I question and just let it sit in you. Let the answers flow up organically 
and you'll get some very brilliant ones because your brain loves questions. But here are the questions we usually ask. Why can't I do this? How come I'm so stupid? All right, let me tell you all the ways you're stupid. <laughs> That's what your brain's going to do because you just asked that right. question. So for years I taught violin and viola and I was constantly asking the question with my students, how can I help them play more beautifully? How can I help them play more beautifully? And of course, with my own performing, I asked myself that question. So one time I was rehearsing a piece by Mozart. Mozart has to be perfect, right? <laughs> and um, <laughs> all pieces do, but if you play one <laughs> tiny thing wrong with Mozart, the audience will all know. And I was on a solo part. So I was practicing a couple weeks ahead of the concert in my studio, and I was messing up this one little passage. And so here's what my brain said. It used some stronger words, but I'll cut it back a little for your audience. It said, <laughs> oh crap, you can't play that passage. You're gonna totally destroy the concert because everyone will hear it and everyone will know it's you. So it's like going in a very negative direction very quickly. And so I stopped, I paused, I smiled, and I'll go deeper into why the smile is important. I smiled, I looked in my head and I used the slogan, caught you. I'm catching my brain going in a bad place. And then I asked the question, how can I, how can I play this passage beautifully? When I asked that question, how can I play this passage beautifully? I got two answers right away, but then the third answers came like 20, 30 minutes later, and it was absolutely phenomenal. So when you ask the question, it's great to just let it sit and let these answers come up for you very organically. It's life-changing. So um, so I, I can't stress that enough to, um, to make sure that you do that. But uh, hold on just a sec. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just, just let the, those answers come up very organically for you. And it's just fascinating what will start to happen. You'll see, you'll come up with things that you couldn't, the, the, the answer that I came up with was from a lesson 35 years before. Oh 35 years before. And, I, and all of a sudden the lesson became completely clear. At first it was just an Eastern European male voice talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured out which teacher it was. And then suddenly the lesson came roaring into me. So we are brilliant. Wow. Your brain is amazingly brilliant. We've just shut it off with fight or flight continually. Continually. Right. So um, so let me give you a few more tools here. Um, first, I want to ask you, Chris, like, do you have a question that sometimes rattles around in your head that's going to give you the, like, the wrong, go the wrong way on you? That's a really good question. Um... <laughs> Well, I think that goes back to like this whole idea of quality questions, because like you were saying before, you know, <laughs> if, if you ask your brain, like, like, what's wrong with me? Or like, why am I so stupid? Like, it will give you an answer, yeah. you know? <laughs> and if you ask it a nice question, like, like, what can I learn from this? It'll also give you an answer. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of like, I think I've gotten a lot better in terms of just like things like, like you know, rambling around in my mind. Uh-huh. Um, 
which I'm happy about because it used to be I my my journey through personal growth believe it or not I started off being very hard on myself very very hard like unbelievably hard on myself uh-huh um like to the extent where I'd actually walk into the bathroom look at myself in the mirror and like I, I'd laugh at it now because it's ridiculous but like I would almost be like screaming at myself uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. when I like when I would do something wrong um you know clearly it's not the way because that triggers so many bad things yeah. um so like I yeah for that matter I I guess to like an extent I kind of am still I don't want to say like hard on myself I would say that I'm like maybe like 10 to 15 percent hard on myself huh. and like 90 to or like 85 to 90 percent real with okay. myself so I think that the self-talk has definitely gotten better but like even in those small margins I, I try to catch mm-hmm, myself beautiful yeah and it's it's interesting like the beating up yourself you know it's like we're not in the present moment we're in the past and we're in the future <laughs> and I'll, right, I'll share right. a tool tonight to help with that but <laughs> it's like interesting what our brain will do you know growing up as a um, high level musician I was also a very high level athlete um, continual criticism I studied with extremely um, amazing teachers. It's funny, my violin teachers were far more, um, how should I put it, hard ass. (laughs) Super, super tough compared to my athletic coaches, really. Like they were, they were harder. Yeah. And I mean, I, but I, I purposefully chose to work with some of the really great teachers in the country and um and it was it was it was great but that that constant criticism the constant need to to perfect um you know and I coach a lot of high achievers of all ages age 10 up to 80 um people that are are you know they just want something better or different and or they just want out of the stress mess um but most of them have like some you know very lofty goals and dreams for themselves and what they want to have accomplished and but feel like they're spinning their wheels they're in the hamster wheel and we got to get out so right so um so that's the the tool that i share that helps people stay more in the moment um because you know a lot of people say oh i need to practice mindfulness and i can't do it at all um so, so a super <laughs> simple tool that'll get you right there um i it's the double yellow line and I took this out of a book called Maximized Living by a chiropractor named Ben Lerner, who I had known about years ago. Um, and it was just this little thing he had, and I kind of expanded on it. So this idea of a, a, a double yellow line, what does that mean when you're on the road, Chris? So that means that you can't yep. pass, right? Okay. Well, yellow line okay. down the center of the road means you can't pass. You got to stay in your lane. So what we tend to do is like, okay, I'm sitting in Spanish class and I've got a math test next period. <laughs> so all you're doing is like thinking about that math test and now you've missed Spanish class. <laughs> right, so right. the double yellow line, you put it on around every activity of your day from the moment you get up. Like how you were saying, you were having your meal and, and watch it, or watching a podcast or whatever. So, okay, there's your, there's your, there's your double yellow line. Okay, now you're working double yellow line and when your brain starts to think of the past or the future 
you got a set of double yellow lines there to say, uh uh-uh, uh, you got to stay in your lane. You're going to stay here for 90 minutes or whatever, how much time you want to be in that lane. And then you're over right. here. So, one of my clients, um, a pretty big time business owner, um, after I shared that tool with him, he said to me, you know, I just had the first real meal with my wife in 20 years. Because every night, what is he thinking about at the dinner table? He's just thinking about his business. Can't wait to get back to the study so he can work more, right? And she made gorgeous food. He, he's like, I didn't even taste it. <laughs> you know, so he also went on the first real vacation with his whole family that summer, like where he participated in and played and limited his work to like five to six in the morning and then one hour at night. And he just turned it off. He double yellow lined it. So double yellow line has helped so many of my clients. I had one client. Um, she was in high school at the time. I was working with her. She put a double yellow line like in that plastic part of your wallet. So when she opened up her wallet, you didn't see her license. You saw a double yellow line. <laughs> she made a double yellow line with a bunch of eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper all the way down her locker door. <laughs> And then she painted one in her closet. Then when she went to college, I get this video from her. Um, She took the first thing she did was take a highlighter, drew a double yellow line and put it up. So it's the first thing she sees when she wakes up. (laughs) So here's another cool way you can use the double yellow line that one of my little hotshot 10 year old athletes um, came up with. So she was shooting for the 2020 Olympics. This is a while ago. She was working with me. She drew, she painted the Olympic rings and drew two double yellow lines to them. Everything in the middle is what activities and things and foods and everything she needs to get her to the Olympics. And then everything outside the double yellow lines were things that she had to avoid. Wow. And so <laughs> my eldest son, he, he's been using pressure free again since 2010. He, um, he says, well, I don't have double yellow lines. I like the little flexibility. So, you know, pool in pools, you've got the little um, lanes with the little buoys on the top. They kind of flex a little right. bit. <laughs> <laughs> so those are his. <laughs> he's in a, in a lane where he's got a little bit of flex. <laughs> so um so yeah it's a great image it's easy to remember and it really helps you kind of stop beating yourself up about what happened before so when you and and you can be in the present moment and you can solve things that have happened you can also be in the present moment and prepare positively for what's happening next but that negative fake worry you don't know what's going to happen on the other side of that wl line you're faking it you're making it up Stop telling you the stories that are going to mess it up and just wait till you get there to see what actually is going to happen. That is, that is so unbelievably true. And I think that that goes to say how much of, um, you know, the incessant worrying in people's minds, how like one of, the, one of the biggest things that helped me get out of anxiety was realizing that the anti- the anticipation within my mind was basically all just an illusion. It was a projection of an idea that never actually manifested into reality. Yeah, and they can snowball really nastily. (laughs) 
crazy. Yeah. So WL line can really help with that. Um, I want to give you a body tool that I think um, will be super helpful. Um, take your two hands and put on your abs okay. and relax your abdominal muscles. So you probably felt a little bit of relaxation there because right. most people hold their abs a little tight. So now go ahead and tighten them and then fully relax again. There is. There's a lot of space there. I mean, <laughs> I'm holding the twins right now. <laughs> Joking, but that's what it feels like. So, so when you relax your abdominal muscles, it's a neuroscience trick. You actually tell your brain that you're okay. There's no way you can be under attack from anything if your abs are relaxed because we tighten our abdominal muscles right. to protect our most precious organs. So when you relax your abs, you tell your brain, oh, everything must be cool right now, no matter what's going down. Also, when you relax your abs, your throat will relax and your spine is gonna be able to be more upright. Because when your abs are tight, it wow. pulls you over. And if you wanna take it to the next level, your abs are relaxed, Stop sitting on your butt. If you're sitting right now, grab your butt, pull it behind you so you're sitting on your hamstrings, okay. on your leg bones. So that if you had a tail, it can now wag. <laughs> and you're a happy little puppy. <laughs> Most people sit on their tails all day. And when a dog tucks its tail, what does that they, mean? They do that out of fear, correct? Right. They're afraid. Yep. They're tucking their tail and they're tightening their abs. A happy dog's abs are never tight. And oh its tail goodness. is happily wagging. That's so true. <laughs> it's, it's so closely relating. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we're not supposed to sit on our butts. We're, we're not supposed to sit, right. period. But we're supposed to squat, right? If you're in a squatting <laughs> position, your tail can wag. <laughs> So play with that idea because it's instantly going to put your body in a better frame. And most people are not in a very good body frame. They have a lot of pain and the nervous system picks up on that right. and puts you into fight or flight. So just relaxing your abs is going to be a real quick thing. I want to go back to the smile because I mentioned the smile a little while ago. Um, the thing that's cool about a smile, you'll hear people say, you know, oh, smile and you'll feel better. You won't feel better if you've already right. triggered. <laughs> right. It's like you're faking it, right? But if you can catch it before the adrenaline flood goes out, you won't be faking it. You're, it's like humorous. Oh, I see the, I hear, I smell the bird's <laughs> toast. That's so funny. Ha ha. Isn't that interesting? Somebody burned something in the toaster oven again, right? So you're smiling a little bit. When the corners of your mouth go up, you keep dopamine flowing. When dopamine is flowing, your brain can work. Your cortex and your hippocampus require dopamine to function well. So when you smile, that's happening for you. That's why the smile is one of the fastest tools my clients usually start to work with. And many of the little triggers that we're triggering over, it's kind of humorous that, you know, right. I'm really triggering over that, right? 
you can get a little snicker in there, you know? So when, when your corners of your mouth are going up and you are, are now fully functioning, you can choose your response. I love that to this trigger instead of overreacting. We are a society of hysterical overreactors. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I'm just calling it out. And I grow up, we are not in middle school anymore. (laughs) And I'm joking about it, but I did have a 17-year-old say to me, Mrs. Singles, you're telling people how to be (laughs) grown-ups. And I'm like... I didn't think of it that way. She goes, yeah, but most grown-ups don't act like grown-ups. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes, right? It's like, oh my gosh, you know? So it, it is really, um, it's up to us to start to really be mature adults and be emotionally resilient. And, you know, it's it's incredible to me how people are not coping right now, actually. It's like, wow, what's going to happen if there really is <laughs> right. a huge and then, disaster? Like, to that, people are like, huge disaster? Have you not opened your eyes? It's like, come on, like, chill. Like, right. Interesting. And so, um, and, and again, everyone's situation is different. And I know many people who have had really devastating things, lost, lost people in their family and the whole deal. So I'm not, again, belittling any of it, but I'm saying that. You can be so much better for all of it if you can retain your emotional equilibrium. So you can make really great choices and help people. Absolutely. Instead of adding to the Absolutely. chaos. And that's that's another challenge too, because yeah. I remember I, I feel like the news and the media's biggest objective. I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or anything, but I really do believe that um what they basically put out there on the news is meant to keep us in a state of fear because when we're in fear, we're easily controlled. Yes. And I, I, I don't, I've never yes. vibed with that yeah. and I won't. And like, I remember when like the information of like COVID-19 started coming out and everything and ever, and like the, the news articles that were coming out were like, should you be afraid? Should you be worried? It's like, I, I see straight through it and I want everyone else to see straight through it too like the second you give into that is the second you give up your power you know like not even just yes. the control but it also is an addiction because adrenaline is addicted, addictive and so you can be an adrenaline junkie and when you're watching the news and you feel that flood of whatever it is you're feeling it's like you you get addicted to that and so um Years ago, let's see, it would have been like 1993, we stopped watching the evening news completely. Um, We just stopped watching it. And I hadn't seen it until Katrina hit New Orleans. I was at my mother-in-law's house and she had the news on. And so she's watching the news and I'm looking at it go, well, this isn't like entertainment tonight or something. Like this can't possibly be a newscast. I hadn't seen news in so long and the transformation into entertainment and and hooking and non-journalistic terms really blew my mind. So so when you do listen to the media or watch it, if anyone is saying right. I believe or they give an opinion, <laughs> that's not news. <laughs> that is not news and it's happening constantly now. Right. So you're like, well, I believe like I don't care what you believe. That- yeah, that, some that's facts. really the issue. And <laughs> yeah. like when you think about it, it's funny, but when you put it into like reality, which is what actually happening, like 
99% of the stuff that's being talked about yeah. in the news is literally just opinion based. It's like, come on. Yes. And it's fill the airwaves. You know, <laughs> we got so many airwaves now. It's like, <laughs> fill them all. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, I did a survey once of older women. Um, and the number three stressor was the evening news. Interestingly enough, um, actually, the, and these were women who had young children, some of them did, and older children. Women with older, ad, like adult children, were, were had incredible stress about the lives of their adult children. That is interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah, a lot of worries. Um, a lot of relationships breaking up, and I think there was like, a lot of fear for what that next generation is going through because there's so much instability in so many families. And so it's it's fascinating to, you know, to think about all the various triggers. And so when you're making your trigger list, um, it's I really encourage people, don't don't get too <laughs> overwhelmed. Like, look at all these triggers. <laughs> like I have a ton. Um, but but it's there to help you start to get a grip on even if you can just work on a couple triggers your first day with this you know and um you know my full course my full intercourse when i work with people i teach over 40 because every one of my clients is unique like everyone if you ask them what they feel stress does to them you're going to get right. different answers it's not textbook even things like the digestive system some of my clients have like <laughs> instant diarrhea <laughs> and others have horrific constipation like it's it's some of them want to eat a ton binge eat others can't eat anything you know it's so fascinating how different we all are and um so i've created a lot of different tools to help you match up the ones that work for you and um and figure out this whole stress mess and break the stress cycle. And the key, like for you, is to go an entire nine hour period without triggering at all. And for a female to go a full 24 hours without triggering at all. Then you've pressed the reset button. And if you can do it once, wow. you can do it again. And it usually takes my clients, um, well, that one girl that was in chronic anxiety for two years, She's the fastest I've ever seen a client have a breakthrough day and just like keep running with it. And it, it was two and a half weeks. She, you know, figured out all her habits that were causing her to trigger and she just dug in. But for most of my clients, it's like six to eight weeks. And sometimes it's even months because the habits are so ingrained. And I want to just kind of let you off the hook for a moment too. Like it's not just the habits you've built in your lifetime. You've imitated anyone who was instrumental in your life a daycare worker an aunt a coach a teacher your parents your guardians grandparents like whoever was someone you looked up to even peers you picked up habits of reaction from anyone right. that you like so um so you're breaking generations it's so interesting i'm glad you said that too because <laughs> with pressure i'm at a point in my life now where like back in the past you know 10 15 20 years ago i'm looking at the habits of my parents and i've actually broken a lot of them mm -hmm. especially the bad ones and i'm not i'm not they're probably yeah. going to this at some point 
I'm not trying to call them out or anything. It's just I'm really happy that I've done so because, like, <laughs> even my father said to me at, at one point, he was like, oh. I hope you don't end up like this. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, our, as a parent, we want the best for our children. And we all have cr- crappy habits of one kind or another. And it's, you know, it's what it's fascinating. Like each generation <laughs> right. will build their own new ones, right? And then break their other ones and, and, and it's every person within a household will have different ones too um but i had a fellow who came up to me at a concert once and um his son had worked with me and he just said i just need to thank you so much because my son does not suffer from the anxieties that i have had all my life thanks to your work you know so he broke it and yeah it's it's super cool and it's fun to work intergenerationally too. It's fun. It's I, I I think it's so cool. You'll share this with your parents and any listeners here. No matter what, what our age you are, like pressure free is meant to be shared. To like share it with people and teach them to relax their abs. You could you could literally save somebody's life <laughs> from from one of these simple tools. And you know I've I've helped a lot of people way on the edge. Um, come come back down and you know it's 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 hard it's, life is hard and there are a lot of struggles but it's not meant to be a struggle we're naturally supposed to be to to turn that deserving key we naturally are supposed to have beautiful lives i believe i do that. too that wholeheartedly is, that and is i my think mission. that when we did our first initial call i may have mentioned it um there was a point when i was like the anxiety that I was experiencing was through the roof and I couldn't go out into public. I felt paralyzed by it. And I just remember one day like waking up and saying, I can't live like this. And I, and I, I simply won't like, there, like this yeah. can't be it, you know? And I want everyone to understand that like mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're going through, like it can be better, you know, <laughs> always. Yeah, it can. And there's there's always someone to help you. There's always someone to help you. You know, it's it's easy to feel very isolated, but you know, the work you're doing, Chris, is amazing. And there's always someone that can help you. So when you need help, do that reach out. Do that reach out because you know, we we all have moments in our lives right. that it's we hit the nader. Right. You know, <laughs> there's there's going to be an equal amount. It's it's, it's really about equilibrium. So, oh, are you a positivity coach? I'm saying, you know, not really. Right. Right. I'm a realist coach. <laughs> and and people look at me like you're always <laughs> yeah. smiling. It's like because I'm literally happy. <laughs> like I'm I'm very optimistic, like it's not fake. So like you know, it's a nice balance. I suppose. Yeah. Something's popping up for me to share right now too, and that's that um, I'm doing some writing on this right now for a new book I'm writing, and it's um, people. You'll see it all the time on social media. People are looking for empathy and sympathy, a lot. And it has been my experience in my coaching that when you empathize or sympathize with someone, you mm. add to negative energy. That may sound weird. But I'm gonna say it because I've witnessed it and seen it. Here's the example. You're five years old and you fall and you scrape your knee. 
if the people who see that happen come over to you and go, oh, Chris, and their face is tight and their forehead's tight and they're like, oh, Chris, we got to go get a Band-Aid or whatever, like that, right? You're probably going to cry more and you're going to tighten because they're tight. If, on the other hand, you fall, you scrape your knee and someone comes over and they're completely calm and completely relaxed and say, oh, we can go take care of that. That's so true. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that too because <laughs> I actually want to get into parenting a little bit. Um, I've watched different parents and how they approach parenting. And like, you know, I, I've, I've watched the baby from like, you know, one year old, two years old, like all the way up to like five or seven. And I notice the difference uh-huh. between parents that are like really calm and collected and other parents that just completely freak out and their children are either uh-huh. like crazy and just like 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 worried like about different things or they're just like calm like we totally carry that energy yeah yeah oh my gosh so i did my book is on amazon right now it's pressure free parenting and <laughs> caveat i am not a parenting coach <laughs> But I've coached three boys and I've been an athletic coach and a music professor for years and years and years. So, um, so it's, it's teaching the pressure-free method specifically to parents. So they, to their own kids and, um, and you're so right. And, and I actually, I, I start my book by saying a whole bunch of different reactions to the cover photo which is my son standing, uh, he's just leapt off the top of this pylon thing at um, a beach on Lake Michigan. And parents could have all kinds of reactions. There's gonna be parents standing on the beach thinking, that's so dangerous. He shouldn't be up there. There's gonna be other parents going oh my God, how did that kid get up there? <laughs> and there's gonna be somebody like, wow, look how high that kid can jump. <laughs> And so, um, so I call that out. Like we all have a different reaction. Here's the deal. I've had every one of those reactions. They were dictated by whether or not I had triggered fight or flight. If I was sitting on the beach watching that and I had triggered fight or flight, I probably, probably we would have had right. some sort of really negative response, but completely relaxed and totally in the zone. I look out there, I'm like, wow, look at that kid. That's amazing. How'd he get up there? Right. It's so slippery. How do you do that? You know? It's taller than, you know, how did he get That's up there? That's so interesting. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I really feel for parents because especially with 2020 and what's going on, um, but there's always going to be something going on. And I've worked with parents who are, are have some real issues with teens right now. Um, and it's like, wow, if you can just get a little toehold on some of your emotional responses, it's, it's going to change everything. It's everything. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> pressure-free parenting. <laughs> My new book I'm working on is the pressure-free CEO. So it's really for an entrepreneur, a CEO, a business leader. Um, that's that's awesome. the one I'm working on right now. So that is so cool. Yeah, it's cool. 
So I think that that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to explore. Uh, cool. Well, it's so great to so great to talk with you. Great too, to well. talk I'm with happy you, Chris. To have you on here. Is there anything else that you wanted to explore? Um. Yeah. No, I think we're good. I gave you some tools. You know, targets triggers tools. Um. Just really, you know, be kind to yourself and. Um, you know, learning something new, be patient because these habits of reaction have been in you a long time and you're going to see them and you might be a little late to stopping them, but just, just smile a little and say, okay, next time, next time I'll get it, you know, so patience really helps and just knowing deep inside you really deserve to have a beautiful life. I love it. That's wonderful. So, so well said. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, absolutely. Thank you and so yeah, much for having me on. We'll it's do, great. Uh, video. I'll, I I actually haven't done it before, um, like Sounds I mentioned, good. but we'll. I I, <laughs> I don't know if I need like a webcam for it or something, but I'll get on it. Yeah, yeah. We oh, can perfect. even do one on Zoom and get that. the recording. Yep, we can do one right awesome. on Zoom, record it, and then you've got it. So, yeah, we can use oh, my Zoom account. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'll just make you a co-host awesome. so you that can record perfect. it right to yeah, your own Yeah, because I've, I've had a few friends reaching out being like, hey, you doing video yet? It's like, no. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then you can go, you can yeah, just, no, that's, just that's so blast true. that everywhere. So, so. Awesome. Yeah, cool. You do the same. Well, well thank you so much, so much for your time. Chris. You have a great night. Bye.